Welcome to Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed. It's where you can get questions answered like How long does it take the average man to orgasm? And How long does it take the average woman to orgasm? And also Why is it so hot in here? Audiences agree, it's brilliantly funny. Raylene makes sex ed fun. This show is entertaining, factual, and relatable. There's nothing worse than being halfway done with sex and feeling your vagina shut down on you. <laughs> You've got to see stand-up comedy sex ed. I am ready to go do that comedy show. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to season two of the stand-up comedy sex ed podcast hosted by Raylene Taskoski and some other guests. And today's guest is Dolly, and they are a phone sex worker. And I am thoroughly intrigued. Welcome to the show, Dolly. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I know we're we're using our uh, Zoom so I can see you because um, I like to see people while I'm talking to them. And then you said, me too. <laughs> and I said, well, then what's the point of being a phone sex worker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see about 99% of my clients. <laughs> yeah. Could you just imagine if it's like your old principal from high school, you know, the minister that used to live down the street from you? Oh, yes. That fuels my fantasies. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what you do. Sure. Um, I basically talk on the phone for any, any extended period of time. Could be one minute, could be two hours talking about uh, specifically what the client uh, wants me to talk about. All right. And that can be a spectrum. <laughs> that can be a wide range of topics. Well, I'm guessing a lot of it is not about their grocery list. No, it's not. <laughs> so is it one of those like pay by the minute things? Yes, it is. That let you see advertised on TV? Yes, that's right. I had yeah. one client, I had one client refer to me as their 69 cent therapist. So, you know, I could see that. I could see that there was. So when I do my, um, let's talk about sex talk. I talk about a woman who absolutely positively did not want to be at the party had absolutely, you know, didn't want to participate in anything. She didn't want to touch anything or read the catalog or fill out. It. She was horrible. And she was the first person in the shopping room. And I was just like, you know, like what? And she came in and she shut the door and she leaned against the door. And then she just burst into tears Aww. and told me all of these things that she couldn't tell her friends. She couldn't tell her doctor. She couldn't tell her family. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing. At that point, I just became the sex toy therapist. <laughs> right. So how did you get into that line of work? Uh, well, it started well before I got paid to do so. Uh, I started messing around on the phone lines back in the day. I don't even remember what they're called. Party lines, meetup lines over the phone. Um, racked up a bill on my parents who didn't really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I got interested, I don't even know how, but it became um, an outlet for me to talk about things that no one else in my life was talking about, which was sexuality in, in all of its formats. Right. 
<laughs> Too bad you didn't have podcasts back then. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think my my only sexual uh, outlet um, was masturbation and like uh, like goth magazines that I used to get. I don't even remember what they were, but they were heavily geared toward the goth lifestyle. And I think that's where like my love of of femmes come from, like that gothic um, latex leather uh like all the things that I wish I could be in and have in my life yeah I kind of wish like I could look like Captain Marvel you know (laughs) that would be great right I don't think anybody wants to see this in any sort of leather pleather or you know (laughs) unless I had my own little tent so when did you know you were good at it Oh, I think the random guys that I used to talk to would say to me, uh, you should get paid for this or, or, um, oh God, I don't even know. But I think I got the notion that I was good enough to be paid for it, which no one at that time was paying for it. I mean, they were paying whatever chat line because women were typically free, but men had to pay some kind of per minute fee. So they were paying, they just weren't paying me. Right. (laughs) So I, I definitely thought about changing that, but it wasn't until my first year of college that I signed up for night flirt and really just, just started doing it. And does it pay well? It pays reasonably well. Um, when I went full time, I was paying rent. So that's good enough in my book. I know some women who make much, much more, but um, it's it's a living. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. how do you, how do people, do, do people call into you specifically or is it still random or a little of both? It depends on the website. I am currently using a couple of different websites right now, which I think is key. I think that's how I would pay the rent. If you were working on one line uh, solo, you might not make that much money, but because I was running three different lines at the same time and, and you know picking up the phone and then disconnecting the other ones so that I could you know, make money there. And then like, it was just, it's a lot. Um, but for night flirt, it is pay by the minute and they call a extension basically to get you personally. And I think that's how a lot of the sites run right now. The sites that I'm on. What does a typical answering the phone sound like? So like if I called you in, called in, how do you answer the phone? Hi, this is Dolly. And then they just say, hey, talk, you know, what are you wearing, Dolly? That's what they say, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, some of them do ask that and I say nothing because I'm typically working naked because I'm a nudist. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for wearing your shirt for me today. I appreciate it. You're welcome. That. <laughs> <laughs> so do you get off from the phone calls? Does it? do anything for you or is it just for money? I think it's about 50, 50. And I think that's where a lot of the burnout comes in of, of being 
someone or facilitating fantasies that do not fulfill me personally. Oh, but yeah. I, I do get a lot of calls where I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Either got a hot voice or they want to talk about what I want to talk about. And yes, uh, orgasms do happen. Nice. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you should charge them extra for those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Dang it. I was at work and now I just orgasmed. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> now it's $2 a minute. <laughs> yes, exactly. So what's your favorite part of doing it? Is it just the flexibility of the hours or the free orgasms or? <laughs> I love working from home. <laughs> Oh, yes, I, I do too. The, I think that's the biggest plus of of all of it is that I, I get to wear nothing or pajamas or being my living room or or wherever I want to be and, and do this work. Uh, I don't have to get pretty like cam work. I can look however I'm looking. And, uh, you know, I don't typically lie, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing garter belts and stockings. Uh, but, you know, if, if that's a particular fetish, then then I'll go with it. But um, I typically just say, oh, I'm I'm totally naked. I'm not wearing anything. And they're just like, OK, <laughs> well, there half the work is done already. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, here's a tip from Ray Ray. If you start with your clothes on and make him pay by the minute to take it off, that's going to be a good three, four extra minutes right there. <laughs> Look at me like, I don't want to do this, but I can figure out how to make money at it. Right. <laughs> I'm wearing a parka with yes. <laughs> ear flaps. <laughs> And my sexy Uggs, take them off. <laughs> Not just my regular Uggs, my sexy Uggs. My sexy Uggs. My sexy Uggs are the ones I got at Target. We call them Tugs. Who wants a <laughs> Tug? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I, could, I would be horrible at that. I really would. I would just, I guess I would just make them laugh. Right. And who can orgasm when you're laughing? So what else do you do? Because you you had said um, when we started talking that there were more things that you and you wanted you kind of wanted me to dive in. And I was like, I would rather do this like the same as the people listening to this podcast because I know nothing. And so tell me what I need to know or what you want to share with our audience. Sure. Um, I also do video production, which is fetish friendly. I do a whole bunch of different fetish videos. I have a clips for sale. I woke up to orders today. So very happy with that. Nice. Yes. It's always good to wake up to money. <sighs> Amen. From your lips to God's ears. Uh Oh yeah, just like a little sidebar, folks. Don't forget, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Raylene. <laughs> Look at me throwing my little plug in there. That was perfect. It. It's always good to wake up to money. Yes. So how did you know, did I already ask you this? How did you know that this was something you wanted to do? I think I was just fascinated by the fact that I could make money doing something that I was mildly interested in. I wouldn't say that I loved it, 
I, I feel like the perks were definitely there, like I said, working from home, but also the fact that I was getting sexual gratification nearly half the time. Nice. I either liked what we were talking about or I liked his voice or I liked what we were doing and I would start masturbating. Um, do you ever have girls call in? I've only had one female call. And how does this affect your personal relationships? Do you have a partner? I have two partners. And I think it really does affect me in the way that men in particular will pay for their fetish or fetishize me in certain aspects and yet will not date me. Like I have not really had a relationship with a um, cisgendered male who wants to be seen with a fat non-binary person which is kind of heavy. Like it's really heavy thinking about that of, of being someone's fetish, but not being someone's partner. Right. And so on, uh, is there like when they go to a website, people are choosing you. Yes. So they know that you are who you say you are. Yes. That's correct. So you're not just a, you're literally not just a voice on the other end. You they know who they're calling yes right so you have so you know what hey though you know those fetishes are out there but yeah I can find that um I can relate to that in that I was a very unpopular kid but I had a horse and so from people would come over my house on the weekends or after school and hang out with me and my horse but during the week at school they wouldn't talk to me they wouldn't look at me they wouldn't acknowledge that I existed and yeah so I get how that's painful yes because it is it's mean (laughs) but you have partners and you're happy and fuck those other people (laughs) and you got the money from them so (laughs) yeah i'm good you're good so do you make the fetish videos yourself or you just produce them i do make them myself i I'm in front of the camera, I'm behind the camera, I edit them, I upload them. The whole thing is me. (laughs) Nice. And so do you have like an OnlyFans or anything or do you just do it the other way? I sell the videos. I do have OnlyFans as well as selling the videos um, as they are. Like just. Okay. Because if you give me your OnlyFans, I'll put it on the. (laughs) i'll put it in the links (laughs) yeah absolutely um what is the weirdest fetish that you had to roll with that you were unexpected oh my goodness okay i i for a time i took um custom clip orders and someone wanted me to buy live crickets and step on them in a video I don't even know. And that was sexy to them? I don't know. I ended up (laughs) using it. Ah. I couldn't do it. Wow. That is weird. I know. That's not what I was expecting. (laughs) That was 
I mean, I was thinking it was, you know, take a fire hydrant and shove it in your vagina, like something, you know. Uh, (laughs) I'd have to think about that one over the phone. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I'm feeling like there must be a lot of improv when it comes to phone sex work. Like you have, you know, like yes and. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And somebody's like, and then I take your big toe and I put it in my mouth and you're yes. Oh, baby. And and I'm horrible at improv. So once again, this would not be my thing. All of the above. Right. Because I would be like, ew, stop that. (laughs) That tickles. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kick you in the face and break your nose. Yes. Now let's get where I'm comfortable. Take your nose, put it between my boobs. We'll stop that bleeding. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm, your blood feels so good. Now there's a now there's a fetish. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hot sticky blood. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Good. Oh, I'm trying to just think if there's. I mean, I'm just so enamored with lifestyles that are different than mine and I'm nosy but then I'm always just like when I start talking I'm like oh I forgot everything I was gonna ask right (laughs) so all right I'll do some of my um questions I have questions that I ask everybody that comes on and I add to them as I get curious but uh how old were you when you had your sexual debut Ooh, I need a little more detail what does that mean? Like when you purposely had a sexual experience for the first time. And you can define that any way you want, but you did it on purpose. Uh. <laughs> you don't look that old. Shouldn't be that hard for you to come back that far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just trying to pick one right well I mean I used to ask when when uh did you lose your virginity and when did you have sex for the first time but I have rewritten it because I got a really uncomfortable answer one time so I say okay that's not how I want to ask that anymore (laughs) right I totally understand so the first time I had penetrative sex was with a married man please don't tell me you were the babysitter no okay (laughs) no i was of age okay (laughs) completely legal uh although i played a pretty mean joke on him at the end because he didn't really know who i was we ended up working together on a island resort and he got stuck at the resort one night he didn't catch the ferry so he was in some one of the bedrooms and asked if I wanted to hang out and watch a movie. I'm like, the old version yeah. of Netflix and chill. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh, I know what that means. Yeah, sure. I'll come hang out and watch a movie. About 15 minutes in, we started making out. <laughs> and it was, it was interesting because being a fat uh, adolescent, I don't think anyone ever looked at me 
in a sexual way. So for him to be interested whatsoever, I just went for it. And I wouldn't say that it was satisfying, but it was emotionally gratifying that someone wanted to fuck me. Nice. Well, now I really want to hear what was the mean thing you did to him at the end. (laughs) So he didn't really know who I was or how old I was or anything. And I think I was maybe 18 or 19. But when we were done having sex, I said, you know, I'm 17, right? (laughs) I'm a fucking asshole. And he just kind of looked at me because I knew he was married. So I knew it would fuck him up and just a little bit. Nice. Yeah, it was good. So that is mean. It's also hilarious. Yes. Um, so when did you have your first orgasm? That came much earlier. Yeah. I, I don't really have good memory for ages or or things like that but I know I was young and I remember touching but I don't remember touching what I just know it was between my legs Mm -hmm. and like colors and like lights behind my eyes kind of sensation yeah yeah and then wanting to have a nap no, that's <laughs> right. And then going right to sleep. Exactly. That was, that was the thing. I had no idea that orgasms were related to sex until much, much later in my life. When, when I, I would just, it was a great way to fall asleep. Yes. And, and to date, it's still like, as soon as I'm done having sex, I'm like, I really just want to go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah. But also, um, oh, I'll get to that one later. Um, what's your, no, right now, what's your favorite time of day to have sex? Oh, God. You can say you don't have a favorite time. You can say any time is fine. Yeah, <laughs> I think I love, like, middle of the night kind of sex. Really? Yes. I had an encounter once where I was sleeping with a partner And at some point in the night, I woke up and his cock was hard behind me. So I started grinding against it and he slightly woke up and I was like, I don't know if this is going to happen, but I'm going to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And he actually woke up and, and then we had sex and it was great. It was like sleepy, uh, it's it's dark so you can't see anything and he was he was talking to me and it's like it's like you can't see anything you can only feel and you can hear and it was it was great there you go i prefer right dead smack in the middle of the afternoon oh yeah yeah i mean i don't mind a midnight one but uh i you know i don't i'm not too tired i'm usually game for a little bit of nap in the afternoon anyway so give me a good old afternooner so, so somebody had posted uh one of those facebook questions the other day i was like do you make your bed and i was like yes every single morning and if you come by in the afternoon and it's all messed up we probably just had a, a nooner so mind your business <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Um, do you have any funny sex stories besides the one you just told about telling that guy you were 17, which is hysterical? <laughs> uh, Anybody fall out of bed, bang their head? No. No. It's weird. I always ask people that question, but I don't think I have a funny sex story. <laughs> Except for the one time, and it wasn't really a funny sex story. I was an annoyed sex story because this guy, like, I came really quickly because I know how to because I've been masturbating since I was four. So I know how to line shit up properly. But this guy kept going and going and going and trying different positions and moving me around and flipping me all over the place. And like half an hour later, and I was like, how many times can I fake an orgasm before you finish, for fuck's sake? And so I did literally just get out of bed and say, this is the worst sex I've ever had. And I put my clothes on and walked out the door. Oh. oh I was like, read the room. Yes. Fuck yes. That was, that's my advice to all men. Read the room. <laughs> I don't know what his problem was. I was still young and tight back then, for fuck's sake. All right. If you come up with a funny story while we're chatting, just let me know. Um, what's your favorite position? I hate the fucking term, but doggy. Yes. <laughs> Can the I just term tell you? is horrible. It is horrible. Uh, I call it cat and heat because basically... <laughs> that's what I look like I can't hold my whole body up on my arms plus my hand has to be available to do what it needs to do yes so but you know what 95% of the people including men say doggy style hell yeah yeah uh do you have a favorite toy I love wand vibrators they're definitely my favorite and my partner just bought me a lush and it's amazing did you have you seen the logo from my podcast? No. <laughs> Hold on, I'll show it to you. If I can find it. I can never find it when I need it. It's one of those things. Is it here? Yeah. <laughs> you see my microphone? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> now I, however, hate ones. Uh, I don't like anything. I don't like anything that touches the outside. I have a very, very sensitive clitoris, so I don't like it touch. I mean, I like it touched by like a finger or a mouth or something like that, but nothing that vibrates. It makes it numb. Right. And, and everybody's like, you know, I see people all the time like every woman needs a bullet. And I'm like, no, they don't. So stop yeah. saying that. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Some women do. Yeah, exactly. Most of the time when I masturbate, I just use my fingers. Scout's honor. <laughs> it used to be the joke. I think I learned it when I was like 19. Like, why can't you masturbate with these two fingers? And I was like, of course you can. And so the answer is because they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> I never even understood masturbating with any other products because you know what? And it must have been men who started it, the whole fingering thing, like, oh, you finger yourself. And I'm like, and I always thought to myself, why would I put something inside of me when my happy button's on the outside? Right. Right. And and I always just thought it was weird when somebody was like, oh, you're going to go finger yourself. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's when I, and like, when I realized that that was 
I, I swear to God, it was only like a year ago that it was like, oh, they don't know where the clitoris is. <laughs> right. <laughs> what I the want fuck? That, I want that to be a new insult. Just go finger yourself. Right. <laughs> I was doing a um, my stand-up comedy sex ed stage show uh, a year ago before the world shut down. And I, you know, we have the masturbation sleeves and I was going around and if you're in the front row, you're my, you're my demo aisle. And so I get, and I'm doing this guys. I'm like, Ooh, you got fat fingers. And I said, his wife next to him, I'm like, bet you're a happy girl. <laughs> oh, I was just like, God damn, mister. Put those bratwursts away. What the fuck kind of finger is that? <laughs> Fucking obscene. Exactly. Nobody wants to see your fat penis-shaped fingers. <laughs> Penis-sized fingers. They were huge. Oh, wow. oh, well, this was fun. Did you think of a funny sex story yet? I'm out no. of questions. I should come up with other questions. You got any questions for me? Be nosy. <laughs> oh. Why did you start this podcast? Because the world shut down. <laughs> so I have my, I've been in direct sales for 14 years talking about sex. And I had done a, written a TED talk, which I haven't gotten to do yet. Because again, world shut down. Um, called Let's Talk About Sex, The Value of Open, Honest Discussions About Women's Sexual Health. And I have a, uh, one night I couldn't sleep. And I, I got out of bed. It's, I'm telling this all out of order and I feel bad for all the people who have heard this story already before. Um, I did, hold on, let me think about it. Oh yes. After about nine years of doing my direct sales company, I had a business coach and she said, what's your favorite part of the party? And I say, my favorite part of the party was everybody's laughing so hard. They can't breathe. They're peeing their pants. They're getting migraines. Like they're dying. And she's like, but what about the shopping room when you sell them the products that they need to make their love lives better? <laughs> and I was like, no, if I could tell the jokes, mic drop, walk the fuck out, I would be happy. <laughs> and, and she said, well, then you need to try stand-up comedy. And I said, no, 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 I'm not going to do stand-up comedy because it's, you know, it's different. Because I tried comedy when I was 27. I lasted about three weeks. That shit's hard. And she says, well, I'm your business coach and you paid me a bunch of money to be your coach. So why don't you just go do what I tell you to do? So I mean, uh, I went to the local Funny Bone and I met some people beforehand. I'm like, I'm so nervous. I've never done this before. Yada, yada, yada. And I, what I did is I took five minutes of my show, my, my spiel for selling sex toys. And I presented all of the problems without presenting any of the solutions because the solutions are the things you buy from me. So we're going to talk about the gag reflex. I can go, I basically have five minutes where I just talk about how much I get hate giving blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and I did that and they, um, they loved it. And then I started getting booked on shows and I did not love doing stand-up comedy as much as I love doing the party. And it, I just didn't have that comfort level. And then one night I couldn't sleep. And so I, Woke up in the middle of the night and I grabbed a book to read because I figured I wasn't going to get any sleep. And the book was called You're a Badass at Making Money. And as soon as I opened the book, the universe was like, oh, why don't you take the two things that you love to do and mix them together and make stand-up comedy sex ed? 
and I had already bought the domain. So I started doing stage shows and I did the first show had 25 people and the second show had 90 people. The third show was in a theater and I sold out 86 seats. And then the last one was in a theater and I sold out 120 seats. And three weeks later, COVID happened. And I felt like I needed to keep talking about sex because I was starting to build a, a voice around it. So I made a podcast. <laughs> very long, long answer to <laughs> a very short question. You probably weren't, look at you doing and being a therapist again. <laughs> it's my calling. It's your calling. You can sit and nod and smile. I could never be a therapist because I was always just be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> yeah, the active listening is very strong in me. Well, it would have to be if you're trying to repeat back somebody's fantasy and add to it. Yep. And I'm not. I would be like, what, what, are, you, what, what are you doing now down there? What? <laughs> it would yeah. be like real life. Wait, what are, you, what are you trying to do? That's not where you're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly an inch off. Move to the left. You should do that. Fuck with somebody sometime when they're like, and I'm going down on you. And you just be like, move a little to the left. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I would do that. <laughs> Try it. I will. And then call me back and tell me how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> I promise. I will. That would be so funny. A little to the left. There you go. Go down. There you are. That's the spot. (laughs) All right. Do you have anything else that you would like to share with the listening audience? Sex work can bring out a lot of different things. Uh, In my experience, most of my calls have been the pursuit of sexual gratification. Yes. But there have been moments where I feel like I really helped someone and I really let them be raw and express the things that they've been wanting to express probably for years and no one will listen. So this, this line of work, this career can be very emotional. Oh, I would imagine. And I think that's why I keep doing it. I just had another question I wanted to ask you and it felt very important and then I lost it. This is why, I don't know if you noticed that when you're chatting, sometimes I'm over here writing down, it's because I've thought of a question and I'm like, I don't want to forget to ask that. Dang it. Yeah, like now, I've, now, I've broken down and cried with clients because I needed to and because they needed that emotional vulnerability from me. It can be really intense. Well, I mean, you're definitely, I mean, you can't have orgasm without intensity. That's literally the excitement of it. Right. And, and, uh, you know, Excitement and fear and other emotions are 
all the same emotion. It just depends on what um, intent is behind them, whether it's fear or whether it's joy or, yeah. Right. Sex, sex is important. That's why I don't understand how people live without orgasms. Like, that's what I, I mean, when I'm angry, I masturbate. When I'm sick, I masturbate. When I'm tired, I masturbate. Like, it just, or I go have sex with my husband, you know. Orgasms are the thing that's the great equalizer. Here was, here was what I was thinking of. When you meet people who don't know you, what do you tell them that you do? Do you, do you tell them that you're a phone sex worker? It depends on the person. I, I've, I've been very lucky to surround myself with friends who, who are very open and understand what I'm doing. Um, it has been so liberating to, to tell someone that I'm a sex worker and, and, and feel absolutely no judgment. Now, what about in a place like, and I, I don't even know if you would be in that situation, but like a PTA meeting or something. And somebody says, hi, Dolly, what do you do? And wh what's your response then? Oh, it's so hard. Uh, I think sometimes I'll say I'm a photographer. Um, I work from home and, and that kind of satisfies. <laughs> yeah, because at that point, nobody wants to say, what do you do? Because they're afraid you're going to sell them something. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very vague. Uh, and, and this, this, um, this circumstance happens with my family quite frequently. Does your family I, know what you do? They do not. Oh, all right. What do you think would happen if they knew? Uh, kind of terrified to think about that. But I think it's something. I think it's something that they would find funny, for lack of a better word. I feel like I would not. Like funny, odd, funny, haha. <laughs> funny as in they would make it a joke. And they and would. Like, and oh, you would not be okay with that? It's not that they wouldn't be okay with it. It's how it would make me feel. Because no, that's what I meant. How would you feel about it? Would that bother you? Right. Yeah. It would bother me. Yeah. I was only able to tell one of my cousins. I And it wasn't even really in depth. I, I told her that I was doing camming or something. Uh, I did not go into detail about what I did. Um, and I don't know if it's really a shame thing. Like, I don't think they would be offended or, or cut me off, you know, from the family or anything like that. It's just that they wouldn't understand what I'm really doing, which is helping people hmm. at, at the end of it. Well, you know what they say, uh, you can laugh at me all you want. You don't pay my bills and you can, and I, you know, I've been in selling sex toys for 14 years. So I, you know, I get that whole, you know, 
I've had people laugh at me. I've had people tell me that I was the devil. I had, oh my God, I was going into the bank one day, not the bank, the post office. And my business name is clearly written on the back of my car. My license plate says romance. Like, you know, my car. (laughs) And I was walking into the post office and this old lady was coming out and she goes, you, you. And I was like, me? She goes, you're that, you're that sex lady. And I said, what? She goes, you, that, that sex lady. And, and I'm like, you know, and I, and I, I, at this particular moment, I was in the mood to fuck with her. Like a lot of times I just ignore people like that or just write them off. And, and I was like, you don't think women should enjoy sex? And she's like, of course I do. And I said, you don't think women should have safe, pleasurable sex with their partners? She's like, well, I'm, uh, of course I do. And I can't remember, like I made her answer a bunch of questions that she had to say yes to. And then, and, and so then she starts to calm down a little bit and I, and I'm like, so we good? And she goes, no, you're the sex lady. And she goes storming off. I went to the post office and I came home and I immediately just wrote it in my Facebook. So I was like, that was fucking hilarious. But a lot of the people who poo-pooed me in the beginning, you know, they, they, then they saw the trips I was taking and all the trips I was earning around the world. And they see my kind of nice Mercedes right now with my business name clearly written on the back of it. I'm like, you can laugh, but you know, I work 20 hours a week max and uh, I'm making more money than you. Right. And I'm having fun. Yeah. So there. So there. All right. So I noticed that you always say sex worker and I keep saying phone sex worker. So am I saying it wrong? No, it's fine. Um, just uh, due to all the other things that I do, uh, I, I like to work under the umbrella term of sex worker. Uh, I never really felt comfortable with porn star because I wasn't, you know, like the feature, like all of my videos are self-made, self-produced. Um, uh, so I I tried to just kind of figure out a term that I would be comfortable with talking with other people about because it could mean various different things so uh I I never felt like I had to delve into like the entirety of my personality just to introduce myself to someone new I I would just be like yes hi I'm a sex worker and if they wanted to know more they they could ask but if they if they didn't you know that's fine too I feel like that would be fun at a PTA you know oh hi Dolly what do you do I'm a sex worker Okay. <laughs> and then just just stare at them until they figure it out. Right. Yeah. What, what oh, oh, do I want to know more? Do I not want to know more? Is she fucking with me? Are they fucking with me? Like, like right. what? Yeah. <laughs> so, huh. yeah I've, I've not, thankfully, I've not had to, uh, you know, uh, show my face at a PTA meeting. So, well, I guess yeah. we'll find out. <laughs> And, and I'm guessing you probably don't go to a lot of church picnics and stuff like that. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Strange assumption to make, but I made it anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Dolly, how can people find you? I have an OnlyFans. Uh, that's OnlyFans.com slash B-B-W-D-O-L-L-I-E. 
and uh, I have Clips for Sale, a whole bunch of other sites, which I'm happy to send links. Yeah, some of your links. I'll put them in the notes. I will. Thank you so much. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at standupcomedysexed, standupcomedysexed.com, my speaker website, raylenetaskoski.com. And I've set up a Facebook group just for this podcast. So you can participate in polls, ask questions, politely share an alternate point of view. Generally, let us know what you think of the episode. And you can also give me ideas of people that you would like to have on the show or types of people you would like to have on the show. So search for Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed Podcast on Facebook. Please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your people and buy me a coffee.com slash Raylene. Send me five bucks so I can keep this sucker going because Lord knows the country is still shut down for me right now. Uh, thank you so much, Dolly, for coming on the show. Uh, it was really enlightening to talk to you. I'm I'm, I'm just going to, in my, in my head, make up all kinds of weird scripts now. And it's always going to be something funny. <laughs> Hi, what are you wearing? A uh, parka. <laughs> <laughs> my sexy Uggs. I'm wearing a head to toe Captain America outfit with no zipper. Can you imagine you're going to have to spend five minutes again? I mean, there's $5 there. <laughs> I'm trying to keep warm in my igloo. <laughs> yeah you gotta stop starting naked damn it you can make five more dollars per call if you just make them undress you <laughs> i'm wearing my bra with the five snaps and the, the five hooks in the back oh no <laughs> oh you want me to take it off myself that's gonna be a minute my arm doesn't reach back there that one in the middle is stuck. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> ah, thanks so much for coming on the show, Dolly. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.